Church, would you stand with us as we worship together? Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing.
church. Lord, we join with angels now and worship you. Church, we come together tonight. Thank you so much for joining us this evening as we celebrate the greatest gift the world has ever seen in Jesus. Tonight we come to celebrate. We will celebrate in a few different ways. One, just like we did now, we will worship together. We will sing Christmas carols of worship to our Lord. After that, we will come together and remember who Jesus is, who he was, and who he is to come when we take communion together as one body and as one church and we reflect together. After that, we hear a message of hope and of everlasting joy. And finally, we will conclude tonight's service as we light candles together and we sing Silent Night before we depart to celebrate our own Christmas Eve nights. But would you pray with me tonight before we continue? Jesus, thank you so much for coming, for being born, for showing how much God loves his children, how much God loves this world, Father, that you would come to be with us. So Jesus, we worship you. We give you glory and honor that you're due. And we lift up praises of worship to you tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Can we continue to celebrate in his sight tonight? Jesus, we worship you. We honor you.
Savior's birth together with so many voices. Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming to celebrate as a family the birth of Jesus. If you go ahead and have a seat, we're going to take communion together and just be careful. There's two tabs. So start with layer one, uh, just the clear one on top so you can get to the wafer underneath. If you don't have a communion cup, just raise your hand. The ushers are here. They're happy to pass them on to you if you need one. Bring them to you. If you're having trouble with the one you have, feel free. Raise your hand. They'll come your way. And as you bring up just the wafer in front of you, we're going to celebrate together. You know, we're celebrating the birth of Jesus. And, you know, the angels are the ones that proclaimed it. They, they came to the shepherds and they said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. That today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Amazing, right? That's why we're here. That's why we're celebrating at Christmas time. But, you know, communion represents his purpose. The reason he was born, the reason we celebrate today is for the purpose that he came. And that's what we're going to be talking through in our communion. Now, the Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthians and he said this, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We're going to give thanks and pray together over this element uh, before we receive it together. But remember the precious body of Jesus that chose to come to be born as a baby, to grow to that purpose that he would go to the cross, that he would die on the cross for our sin, that we might have that precious gift of eternal life in him. Let me pray and we'll receive this together. Father, we are so thankful that you chose that, that you came down, that we can celebrate your birth and that we can celebrate in communion, that, that your purpose, Lord, was to save all of us from our sin. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's take this together. And the communion goes on for the second element. I love that there's two elements in our communion. This is what the Apostle Paul said. Then he said, in the same way, after supper, Jesus took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. And what I love is, you know, we just took the bread representing the body of Christ and this representing the blood of Jesus. And the Bible teaches us that it's his blood that cleanses us. And I love it because it says not just clean or not just a little bit clean or even a little bit dirty, but that we would be as white as snow. Like that's the cleansing blood of Jesus for us. And when we drink this together, we're remembering that precious gift that he's given us, that his blood would be shed so that we could have eternal life, so that our sins would be forgiven, so that we can be presented before God clean as white as snow. We pray over this element. We'll give thanks for it and take together, Lord, thank you that your blood 
was given for us, that we would be able to celebrate together in communion over the fact that we can stand before you someday clean, that your blood has washed away the sins, Lord, that, that there is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. Would you drink this together? And then we're going to continue to sing the rest of this song and another one together. So if you want to stand back up, we will sing together some more. on that Christmas night. So church, let us come together and as it says in this last song, let us adore him. Lord, we pour out our adoration on you. So church, I invite you to come together as we sing one more carol of Christmas before our Lord, our faithful King, we sing together. Oh 
couple minutes while we share in the message of the birth of our Savior. You know, my favorite verse um, this time of year comes in the Old Testament. Many of you have heard it. It's Isaiah where he says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Beautiful words, right? Written 400, more than 400 years before he was even born. You go back even two chapters, and and here's the proclamation 400 years earlier, and, and Isaiah says in 714, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. And that word Emmanuel means God with us. That's so precious. God knew that we would need a, a savior. He knew that we would need God to come and live among us. And so long before he even came, Isaiah was proclaiming his birth to come. That's such a beautiful testimony. And and I love uh, that he recognized and that he was proclaiming that so that we would know then that the prophecy would be fulfilled uh, in the New Testament. You know, my favorite part about the whole Christmas story is how unexpected each piece of it really is. You know, uh, many were expecting a king to come down and just change everything and yet a baby was born. He came as a baby in a town, in a small town, that, that many might even consider to be a very insignificant place. And that he was born not even in a, in a, in a place of royalty, but, but in a stable, an unexpected place. And, and, and as, a, as a baby and not... Not, not a king, not a, not a royal, not a place of royalty that, that they might have expected. I love that. And then I also love how the angels appeared because they came to proclaim the news of Jesus, not to the most popular people, not to the celebrities of Jesus' day, but out in the middle of nowhere to some shepherds out in the field. That's how the birth of Jesus was proclaimed. And, and, and that the, the shepherds in, in their joy came and told everyone and people were amazed but the very fact is, it wasn't what we expected or, or, or what other people around him would have expected. And it may, it may have even seemed like an insignificant thing going on. But I'll tell you, we know that it wasn't insignificant. But what it teaches me is that I shouldn't call anyone or anything insignificant ever. Because Jesus has a plan with it. And it's the beauty of that whole story is that it, it was the most amazing miracle, the most amazing gift that was happening in front of them. But, but also know, if you think about it, the circumstance for Jesus was a little crazy. Mary, who wasn't married yet, pregnant. Think about all the rumors that might have been going on about her. And think about Joseph, who, you know, he also, same thing was getting married to a woman who was already pregnant. Think of the rumors going around about him or even about the both of them. That isn't the most ideal situation, wouldn't you agree, for the Savior to be born in. But, but yet he did. What it does for me is it makes me realize that he wanted to have that personal connection with us. That, that my situation in my world is not perfect. But neither was Jesus's. He sympathizes with me in every way because he came to live among us 
so that we would have that personal relationship with him. Consider this too, the genealogy of Jesus. You can read it. I won't do it today because that would take quite a long time. But in the first chapter of Matthew, there are 14 generations listed. Yes, to fulfill Old Testament prophecy that said he'd come from the line of David. But also, if you read about any of them, you will know that his family was just as crazy as yours and mine. All right? (laughs) His family, 14 generations of sinners just like you and me. So that gives me peace. It gives me hope too. It gives me joy knowing that his life wasn't perfect. His circumstance wasn't perfect. What seemed insignificant was in fact the most blessed gift we could ever receive. And we celebrate that together today. So it reminds me actually of a story uh, really quickly. My, when my daughter was born, She's our firstborn, so we didn't have kids. So we went from uh, not having children to being parents. And I remember standing in the hospital room, and I looked out the window at the city in front, and it was quite busy. People were walking around. And I just sat there, and I thought, how can you people be walking around like nothing special has happened today? (laughs) And the truth is, Well, really, my daughter's birth had nothing to do with them, and it really wasn't special to them. My life, it changed everything for us, and that day was special. Jesus came as a baby, and it changes everything. For those people that were walking on the street that I was thinking, there's something amazing. There's a story that needs to be told and a story that needs to be heard. That's what the angels were proclaiming. Think about what they said. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The angels proclaimed a beautiful story. They proclaimed the birth of Jesus to the shepherds. And I love the response because it says in the Bible that the, that the, the shepherds, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. They, they were glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen. That's what the Bible teaches us. And that's why all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had told them. Jesus came in what seems like the most common way. He was born just like you and me. He had to grow up and learn things just like you and me. He had a crazy family just like you and me. And so now I can relate to him, but his purpose, the reason he came is not ordinary at all. Amen? He came to seek and to save the lost. That's what I learned in in 1 John 4. Uh, 9 through 10, he says this, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. That's what Christmas is all about. A savior, humbly born, into this world because of a father who loves us so dearly that he knew we needed a personal relationship with him, but also a pathway through his life, his death, and his resurrection. And that is worth celebrating. You know, the Bible says this, for it is by grace we've been saved through faith. It's a gift of God, a precious gift that Jesus is born so that we might have eternal life for all who believe. We're celebrating Yes? Amen?
And that's, that's why we're here, and that's why we're so blessed. I love how many people have gathered together today to celebrate in the birth of our Savior together. It's the most wonderful thing, my favorite thing, seeing and being a part of this where we are singing a chorus together. It's the most beautiful because, I, you know, at home, we, when we sing Christmas carols, oftentimes it's, you know, kind of funny. But here... We get to sing really joyfully together. And that's what we're going to do in just a minute. We're going to be singing Silent Night. So I just have one disclaimer about Silent Night. I have three children, and I do not believe there was ever a Silent Night. (laughs) Yeah? Okay, I heard some amens right there. Yeah. (laughs) But I will tell you this. It may not have been a Silent Night, but it was a holy night. It was a holy night. I'm going to pray over this and then we will stand after the prayer and our ushers will come to light candles. And when your candle is lit, uh, if you have a lit candle, the best thing to do is hold it like this and let the person with the unlit candle come your way and receive the flame uh, as we pass that around uh, the room. Father, we are so blessed to be able to celebrate the birth of our Savior together as a family of believers God, that we would have this gift from you. This gift that is more precious than anything else we will ever receive this weekend. Although we celebrate and we're excited for gifts, God, this is the most precious. And let us not let that go to the wayside. But Lord, we would celebrate more joyfully that we would share that with others. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you will stand, the light will be passed around. Uh, and we'll continue to sing together a silent night.
Proclaim the name of Jesus like the angels did. Share the message like the shepherds did so that all who hear are amazed at what they are hearing. When you blow out your candle, make sure you cup it so you don't end up burning yourself with the hot wax. And uh, let me pray and we'll lead from here. Father, thank you again. We cannot be more blessed and more thankful, Lord, that you, that we can celebrate in this season together as a family. God, now can we go from here and share that message with others, Lord, as we celebrate this season in your name. All God's children said, amen, amen. Have a Merry Christmas.